Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, the monkey is finally off the Red Raiders' back as they get a win over Tarleton State Saturday night. We get into game MVPs, and is Joey McGuire dousing or fanning the QB flame? Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. And thanks to those making us their first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, as a new customer, you can bet five bucks and get 200 back in bonus bets guaranteed at fanduel.com slash Locked on. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, you see it right there on the screen. The monkey is off our backs. We have broken on through to the other side of the win-loss column as expected. 41-3 to over Tarleton State. Pretty clean game. I think mostly good luck from a health standpoint. And at the end of the day, you get your first win in front of a sold-out crowd. It was a great environment. And a lot of fun uh, as far as that goes, Chris. And you do what you need to do in taking care of business and getting past the Texans. Yeah, I, I don't know about you, but I, I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised at, at, at what a great atmosphere it was. Um, I, I, you know, th- these types of games, you know, th- th- these are some of the games that you know some of the times the you know, hey, late arriving or you'd lost the week before. And so you're just not sure what to expect. And I mean, it was it wasn't the Oregon atmosphere, but there wasn't there weren't many seats at all uh, no. uh, that, that weren't filled. And, I, and I, it just makes for it just it's awesome. Um, and I don't know if that's, you know, Joey or, or who, who all is responsible for just kind of creating the, the, the interest here. But uh, the, the tech fan base is to be applauded. <clears throat> and. Yeah, you you did. This was a semi business like, not clean, you know, game that you just kind of leaned on a, a team that you were better than. You know, there there's plenty of like storylines that you can pull from that you feel good about, like plenty of boxes that you checked. Miles Cole with a couple of sacks, uh, your three takeaways, and you scored on defense. Uh, you didn't have any turnovers on offense until the Morton interception uh, fairly late in the game. Your running, your traditional running game, which is we heard, we heard this a lot last week. It's like, what? When are they going to run it more the traditional way? Well, you got that going. Um, you, you you threw it to the tight end and Mason Tharp, which is yep. I know what what people had had wanted, and he he caught a touchdown. Um, so. Uh, and I and I thought that's a it's a pretty good Tarleton State offense, but I just I just thought you were you know you you didn't really give them much at all, and uh, yeah you 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 win like you're supposed to, and it these are the these are these games where you really can't win because this is what you're supposed to do, but now your season starts. We'll talk about that all week, but now 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 why you came to the party. You know now the main event is happening, and so but you 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 salute the uh, the non conference, and uh, you know you finished up one and two, but yeah, you did what you were supposed to on Saturday for sure. 
Yeah, battered and bruised, <laughs> saluting the non-conference. Yeah. Thanks for just about nothing, guys. Actually joking, because as I said last week, if you are not a better team as a result of the two fist fights you were in in the first two weeks, then you got problems on the staff, you got problems on the roster, you got problems everywhere if you can't do something with your experience through the first two weeks of the season. And yeah, I don't know what you get out of Saturday night other than a win, but maybe you'll take something away from that. I was shocked by the fan turnout. I I just hate that that's the game they give you guys, give me as a ticket-buying fan as well. Um, so well done on you. Uh, poorly done on the schedule maker's part. These games should die a quick death and never bubble back to the surface. FCS matchups should be banished. You know my platform. And 2024, I bring to you no more FCS games. Anyway, uh, was thrilled with the fan turnout, Chris. And I really was shocked. I figured the saddlebag sections would be seeing plenty of concrete. But for whatever reason... Yeah, they turned out, and apparently we're going to again next time we're back in the LBK in a couple of weeks because you got another sold-out ball game on tab. We will have plenty of time to focus on the Mountaineers, but as for Saturday night, Chris, you're down there as close as anyone on the sideline. Do you think Texas Tech was able to take some football things away from this, or was it just a, guys, get through this through the fourth quarter, win the game, don't screw it up, and let's move on? Because I know every time you get a rep, good Lord, it's got to be valuable. It's just like a practice or a spring game or a scrimmage. So it's up to you to get the work, but what was what was the vibe down there, and and how hard were they coaching them in the third and fourth quarters, and what type of strain <laughs> did you see from the Red Raiders? You know, one of the things we talked about, like coaches, you know, to your point, you know, the fans kind of like, you know, there's this isn't near as fun, it's not as rewarding, and all that, but coaches <laughs> do like these types of games, and and here was why, you got. I think, uh, Cal, you may have gotten six to seven true freshmen in the game on defense. I don't know if you're you're willing to do that, uh, you know, maybe this Saturday or going forward here. As I said on Friday, if there's anything interesting about this game, it's bad news for the Red Raiders. And we've seen interesting before with uh, some others that have come to town and made it a little tighter. So I'm glad that they were able to handle business in the way that they did and, and made it look like it should have looked like to the tune of you opening up as a road favorite looking ahead to Morgantown, West Virginia. We'll get to that, obviously, as the week rolls on. But, Chris, let's get to some of those frontline individuals. You're mentioning some of the guys on the back end of the roster that got some time, and, and we'll have to wait and see how often I guess we see them in some weeks moving forward now in Big 12 play. But we're going to see Taj Brooks again. We're going to see Malik Dunlap again. Those are two popular candidates for a game MVP. Taj goes... 158 on 19 attempts over eight yards per touch. Malik Dunlap, of course, has the two picks. One of those a pick six. You also had uh, Rabbit, who got a pick. You mentioned Miles Cole with a couple of sacks. So some guys standing out on this list. Who am I missing? Or who are you liking out of who I've mentioned, Chris? Who do you think was really turning the wheel for Tech? First, today's episode brought to you by BetterHelp. And I know all of our lives are filled with uncertainty, which path to take, or just how to get down the road in general. And the answers aren't always clear but there is something that could be of aid whether it involves your relationships your career or anything else talking through it with better help can help you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate the course of your life giving you the chance to approach every day with confidence and enthusiasm therapy isn't just for those who have been through major trauma it's actually for anybody looking to be the best version of themselves and with better help it's entirely online 
and designed to be convenient and flexible to suit your specific schedule. So visit betterhelp.com slash locked on college today. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on college to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P as in Patrick, betterhelp.com slash locked on college. Head there today, get 10% off your first month, and get busy charting your life's course with BetterHelp. Who am I missing? Or who are you liking out of who I've mentioned, Chris? Who do you think was really turning the wheel for Tech? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I thought, you know, the Gino Garcia with the two sneaky field goals. You know, he, I think that people kind of had the mild concern there, but I don't have any concerns about Gino Garcia in your in your kicking situation. So he makes a twenty-eight and a forty-three yarder business as usual. I, I, I would say Taj Brooks. This was a career night uh, for him. Here, here's what I think that Tarleton State. They they went into the game thinking this. This is my what I'm going to surmise by the way that they basically played defense. They 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 were willing to give you the run game or or see if you were good enough to to continue to take it. They dropped a ton of guys in coverage. You know if you if you watch, uh, there's not a lot of guys running open and running free because I think they just were like we're we're going to drop people and keep everybody in front of them. And and you hadn't run it well in the first two weeks uh, in a traditional sense, right? W- which is what the fans – I don't want to see more of this QB run game. We need to be able to hand it off and get downhill. Well, they gave you what – you know, because Joey and I talked about this at halftime. He's like, this is what they're giving us, and we've got to continue to take it and be good enough to take it and punish them for it uh, because they're, they were dropping, you know, a bunch of guys in coverage, as he terms it. They're giving us a light, a light box, and so you took it. Um, and Taj – was able to take advantage. And so I think that's up to Tyler or Barron in those senses or in those cases to like identify who, who who's in coverage, who, who's going to play the run here and let's get us into a good running play. If, if there, if there's only four or five guys up here, we've got to be, be good enough. But I thought you, you could see the beauty of, of how good Taj can be at times. Um, you know, and he runs tough and all that, but I thought it, he had, almost had a career night in the first half. You know, so I thought that was like one of the bright shining moments. And it's hard, man. It's hard not to take Malik Dunlap. However, you, you know, the, he, he got the, the first one. He, it was just thrown right to him. It was like, you got to catch it. All right. He, 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 you do. You do. You do. And he ran up a clean uh, sideline. But uh, I, to be fair, I thought Taj's night was a little more tough uh, than, than, than Malik's. But hey, man, credit for being hey. a ball magnet, man. You know what? Exactly. And I'm still sitting here thinking about the three picks that Malik Dunlap has gotten in the last two weeks. The dude has been finding the ball. And you may look in a box score for the third one and not find it, but we know in our hearts what really went down. Uh, Chris, I mentioned Miles Cole and a couple of sacks, but QB pressure, was it really there to the extent we wanted it to be in an FCS game? How did you feel about the defensive front, whether it was Cole or some of those other guys trying to get after the quarterback? You know, honestly, no. Um, I, I thought, I, I thought you, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make sure just to make, I mean, I, you allowed 145 yards on the, on the ground and, and about 200, but I, I didn't feel like you, you played the run as well at times. And I, I didn't, I, I didn't feel like that there was just a ton of pressure until late in the game. And you could just tell Tarleton kind of started to wear down a bit yeah. and miles Cole, 
I mean, there should have been a flag on his play because he's being held all the way to the quarterback. He's just dragging the offensive lineman with him, and the offensive lineman is just like, please, please don't go hit hit my guy here. Uh, uh, but um, that was the other thing in the game. Like the, the the flags didn't fly until very late. It was like I thought the we joked on the broadcast that the the crew must have had a plane to catch. Although I don't know where they're flying to, but it's like they just weren't going to call anything. And then late in the game, it's like they all start flying, but they didn't call holding on Miles Coles' sack. But I think that you know we can't. I don't want to forget to keep mentioning that you're missing Isaac Smith. Yeah, you're, you're you were missing uh, Joseph Adetoray. You're missing Duda Banks. Um, I think that you you played Tony and Jalen uh, most of the game, but then then kind of got them out uh, early in the second half. Uh, but I, I I think you know, and Steve Linton is battling a couple of ailments. He's got a, a hand issue and he's got a lower body issue as well, uh, and he almost gets there a lot. But I mean, I, obviously that that is you you need a bit more than that because he's. He, he is twitchy and all those things. It just hasn't shown up in the stat sheet yet. But I do feel like that at some point that's coming. Miles Cole, just he just decided, you know what, bull rush, uh, I'm just taking you with me, man. Uh, and he just he just ran over the guy twice. Um, fun to watch. Because I, I, I went out there with a coin toss, mm-hmm. and um, I was looking at their right tackle. He was number 54. He was one of their captains, and I can't remember who the other Tarleton captain was. And Miles Cole was a captain. And I'm watching this right tackle who's six foot two look up at Miles Cole and shake his hand and be like, you know, and I'm thinking, like, this is what this is FCS. Right. You know, this is what, you know, like, and I'm sure that this guy's like, I'm never played against a dude this big. Um, and then and then, you know, those two would happen to match up late in the game, and that's who that's <laughs> yeah. who was part of the sack party right there as Miles Cole came along that uh, that right side there. So um anyway. Hey, remember me from the, the coin toss? Just take we're we're all coin yeah. toss buddies, right? Taking it yeah. easy, take it easy. Yeah, right. I had another handshake instead of killing my quarterback. And I believe, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I had the chance to meet um miles cole's grandmother okay and let me tell you grandma's wingspan almost as impressive as miles i'm just gonna throw that out there that's my scouting report great genes in that family uh chris i do wonder though flip to the other side stick to the trenches again we're taking this in an fcs context offensive line performance talking about a career day for the running back so some things have to be going well but what did you make of the offensive push in the trenches for the Red Raiders uh, against Tarleton. Well, you, you you obviously get credit for your ability to run the football. Um, I, I think, um, but I, I don't I don't know. You know, and, and again, I think part of it was the decision that Tarleton made. Um, you, you know, I, and I, I'm not in their meeting room. I don't know what their game plan was. That's just the way that they the way it looked, and you know, that's what we always talk about about. What, what's the identity of, of Zach's offense or this offense, or whatever? It's it's the ability to be good enough in all aspects to where you can take what the defense gives you because they can't take away everything, and you need to be good enough. And so it just so happened that uh, they, they were saying, hey, man, we don't think you can run it or you haven't done it yet this year. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're going to stick with this and we're going to not let you take the top off and go over the top. So I thought from a run blocking standpoint, they were good, but – um, you, you know, I still think you need to be better. Uh, I <clears throat> here's what I would say on offense in general, and I know we're about to get into quarterback play and all that stuff, and it kind of is 
you know, morphs into to the same conversation. I, uh, without mentioning quarterbacks here, because we'll talk about them in a second, I, I still am concerned about your juice at the skill positions on offense. I think that you've, like, we didn't talk about this much, but last week versus Oregon, like yards after catch, hmm. I think they were 313 to like 92 in favor of Oregon. Yikes. Which is, and again, you know, uh, Troy Franklin was a big part of the one play, okay, a big chunk play, but then it just goes to show you how much juice they had with once they caught it and what, what they're doing with it. This week, it was 88 to 72 in favor of Tarleton. Mm. Your only juice after the catch is Jordan Brown, who had 41 of those yards. And I think the bulk of those came on a, a, a play. I think it was in the second quarter from Shuck to hit Jordan Brown. And he kind of got up the field a little bit and kind of flipped the field for you. Jordan Brown did start for Lowick. And I expect this to absolutely continue. And mm. this is why. What we're talking about is why. He's got some confidence and some movement to him. And I think he's matured a lot. And Loic just hasn't done anything this season. It's just, you know, he's just, you know, so they've, they've traded places. And I expect that to continue. But that offensively, that is a concern for me. And I we've kind of, I, I framed it in terms of, lack of a dude, lack of a superstar, and all yep. those things all summer. But this is kind of what I'm talking about. Prime example, and I'm, I'll, I'll stop talking about this. It's 10-10, to 10, Texas and Wyoming, uh, late in the third or early, early fourth in Austin, Saturday night. And, it, and everybody's looking, tuning in going, uh-oh, what's going on? This Wyoming team, mind you, this is a Wyoming team that wasn't even playing with the Peasley kid at quarterback that was so good against right. Texas Tech. This was their backup, okay? But uh, I think Quinn Ewers throws throws it to Xavier Worthy on a five-yard little play, and yep. it's just a one-on-one -on -one play, and he just just runs around him, and 40 yards later, it's a touchdown. And then Streak Texas, of lightning. Yeah, and Texas rolls. <laughs> yes. And so, like, who is this guy for you that when it's not going necessarily well, you just kind of – you know, I, I feel like I've said the same thing over and over. I just don't know if you have this guy yet. And I think you're trying to find, you know, people that can may, be, be an answer there. And I think Jordan uh, certainly is on his way to kind of helping. But anyway, that's a big takeaway to me because yeah. you look it up and there's just not a lot of separation. I'm even talking to Dylan Cantrell on the sideline the other night. And Dylan, who was an NFL guy, and we were talking about think about this, Cal. And the last when Dylan was playing and Zach was the, the coordinator, these were your receivers: Batson, Jakeem, Vasher, Wesley, Cantrell, um, in that little sweet spot. All those guys are NFL guys. They all got a cup of coffee in the NFL. I don't know if you have anybody on your roster right now that at the wideout spot is, is an NFL guy. And I think it kind of shows up and I think Jerron Bradley could emerge I think some of these I'm really I'm excited to see Koi Aiken uh, kind of uh, I'm break sticking boys that's I'm right just ticking. yeah that's right so anyways sorry for rambling but I, I just that, that was one of the things that stuck out to me you're gonna have to continue to bring it up I think week after week and you'll probably say I know I mentioned this before but unless it changes <laughs> it's gonna be something that continues to plague Texas Tech because it makes you have a longer extended drive it forces you to have to avoid 
your own self-inflicted wounds, mistakes, penalties, turnovers, whatever. You need a home run hitter. And against Tarleton, Chris, in the passing game, chunk plays, which in this instance only considered to be over 15 yards, you only had five of those. Three of those five, 15 exactly. So you like had two. You had the 46er to Brown that you already mentioned, and you had Tyler Shuck and Mason Tharp hooking up for 28. I mean, big plays uh, were non-existent outside of a couple of instances. And unfortunately, that's been the theme offensively so far this season. Let's get to specifically the guys that obviously are involved in this. And I don't want to ask you necessarily, Chris, do you think Morton should start? Because we kind of co- covered that conversation a week ago or two weeks ago, and I don't think anything in an FCS setting is really going to change my mind. I, I doubt it would change yours either. But I am interested in your perspective on Joey McGuire giving this conversation a big old hug just right out of the gates in the press conference because I almost feel like some coaches would just avoid a conversation that I guess is not a conversation to them. If he's got a clear QB1, I don't even know why it would be a conversation to them, but it was him that brought it up in the post-game setting. It's like, I know you guys are going to ask about it, and so here it is. This was our plan to do it all along. Tyler Shuck, clear-cut QB1. What do you think, Chris, about Coach McGuire's embracing of this, I guess, open quarterback conversation? First, today's episode brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Changing the non-alcoholic beer game one swig at a time. And it's time for your game changer of the week. This week, it's the ball magnet Malik Dunlap, who began the playmaking Saturday night with a 54-yard pick six, only three minutes into the game, but he wasn't done as he'd add another interception with just over a minute left in the first quarter. And much like Malik Dunlap, Athletic Brewing Company is changing the game with non-alcoholic beer that tastes good. Great tasting, award-winning, and you're going to find more than 50 styles at Athletic Brewing. But what you won't find ever, a hangover with Athletic Brewing Company. Change the game today by finding Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic beer at a store near you or online at athleticbrewing.com. And right now, first-time customers can get 15% off your first online order by using the code LOCKEDON. That's LOCKEDON for 15% off your first online order. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company and athleticbrewing.com. It's fit for all times what do you think chris about coach mcguire's embracing of this i guess open quarterback conversation yeah and i don't know if that was uh, some of that was my fault because i i before um i taped joey because i talked to him before he went into his press conference i said hey i'm gonna ask you about the the qb thing we thought it peculiar <laughs> on the broadcast just because it was so early in the game and this wasn't exactly a game that you had put away. You're up 24 to nothing. And, and then Baron came in with all the starters. We just didn't know. Sometimes we have a heads up on, Hey, this is kind of what we're thinking or the plan or whatever. We weren't aware of this other than we want to get a lot of young players in this game if it goes the right way. Um, But it was, it was early on in the, in the third quarter and all the first teamers on offense were still in there. And so I said to him, you know, and he, but he, he, he was very, he's like, Hey man, that's just, we're, we're trying to get him reps, keep him engaged. Um, you know, because I'll be honest, part of me thought a bit more of it, uh, in that Tyler didn't look particularly great. Um, True. I thought, I thought miles price had a couple of key drops, uh, for Shuck, but then I thought there was just a lot of inaccuracy by Tyler. Um, and I just thought you were kind of, 
it just wasn't popping. I thought he had a couple of good throws too. I mean, the throw to Tharp, sure. I mean, he had the throw to Jordan Brown that we talked about. He had a few, he ran the touchdown in, you know, he didn't just wasn't terrible, but he wasn't, this isn't what I've seen in, in scrimmages and, and in the first couple of weeks um, yeah. with him. And I know that they were playing coverage and, and all those things, but he just, he was missing guys really high or whatever. And then I'm thinking, is he so worried about not committing a turnover? You know, and so anyway, then then without us knowing the plan, and and Morton comes in, and all the, the crowd goes nuts. Yep. Um, and then Morton promptly goes three and out, or three and field goal attempt, didn't do anything with Rapids interception. So, uh, and, but I thought Barron looked looked good too at times. I thought his interception was not, you know, I, there's clearly some miscommunication there. Is he throws into double coverage, and Loic is just has no intention of ever turning around. He's like run blocking. So somebody missed a signal there. We got our wires crossed somewhere there. Yeah, I mean he, he's he's like like twenty yards down the field, and he's like blocking the guy. I mean he was he was never going to turn around. It didn't look like it, but there's two there's two DBs over there uh, as well. So it, this is going to be a thing, and, and unless you just start rattling them off, and until and, and I'll be honest, after watching it Saturday, I would say your quarterback position. And this goes for both of them need to be better. Um, if you want to get to where you want to go, I'm not, I mean, that's just being real. I, cause I yeah. thought, I thought there was a couple of easy throws for both of them on like kind of bubble screens, wide receiver screens that were just, that were off a uh, couple of almost interceptions that didn't happen and just some inaccuracy. And I know people love Baron and, and, and he kind of this is the this is the fan favorite right now but by, by according to most but I mean Joey made it perfectly clear oh yeah that Tyler Shuck is our starter and this is what this is what's happening um so uh we, we will see and again if you go up there to Morgantown and you you you're just stuck in mud and you don't uh you can't get it going for whatever reason I mean you know that the, they'll they'll potentially push a button you know whether it's next week or six weeks from now. I don't know. Cause you've got to figure out ways to win and the offense needs to move and, and the quarterback needs to be a big part of that. So I don't yeah. know what else we say about it to this point, but it was certainly interesting. I did, I did uh, a big takeaway for a lot of people uh, from oh, that yeah. game Saturday. Well, and just again, the thought that he would, he would willingly kind of dive into it and I'm not blaming you, Chris, no way am I. Blaming well, you, I, I, I think I, <laughs> I, I almost and I know put it on his mind, that. maybe or well, something. Well, I always try to say, "Hey, coach, I uh, just before we start, I'm going to ask because last right. week it was like I'm going to ask you about the 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 go for two and then the yeah. decision of fourth down, just so he's not taken off guard. I just think that's the yeah. with my role on the Texas Tech Sports Network, I don't want to like blindside him um, and, and and all that. Gotcha. And, he, and, and he's always been like, "Sure, man, let's go." Yeah. But when I said something about the quarterback, he's like, "Okay, you know," and so. You know, anyway, I just, yeah. He made a good point, though, because nobody's going to ask about all the other backups that come in there for all the starters. Well, that's what I was going to say up in my section. And, you know, I'm out there with all the psycho pass in 102. <laughs> and uh, after Morton comes in and, you know, does what he does and gets very quickly off of the field, everybody's pulling out their roster. Okay, who's the third guy? Let's, uh, Let's begin a chant for, is it strong? Where's Jackson Tyner? Who do we need to love next? You know, let's pull the plug again. Oh, man. Jackson it is wild, Tyner. though, that he is openly embracing the conversation to me because I think it just continues to leave the door open for everyone else to be like, oh, and what does that put in the back of your mind if you're Tyler Shuck or Baron Morton or whoever might be in those shoes? 
I, I would not go that route. I'm going to be more downplaying, you know, uh, under-promising and over-delivering type of thing. But that is not Joey McGuire's approach. He's not afraid of any conversation, afraid of any microphone. And we'll see how it works out for him. But that is not the, you know, Parcells uh, press conference playbook that, that he's <laughs> taken a page out of there necessarily. So it's interesting to me that he goes that route. And he we'll told them. This week holds. And he told them during the week, uh, this is what our intent was. And, and, yeah. and I think the way he phrased this, this is why Joey is such a player's coach. And he said this in the postgame, but it was – and he said it to me as well. We will find out a lot about how much you love – you because this is him talking to his team. We will find out a lot about how much you love your teammates if you're a starter on this team by how well you play – and, and all those things to get this game, you know, to a position where some of these younger kids can get in here. Well, thank God we got this one out of the way. Uh, that week is over with. No more FCS games that I know of on the schedule this season. So it's football from here on out. And now we begin this week to turn our attention toward the Duchendorf Cup. The battle for John Denver's soul is upon us. Joey McGuire and company visiting with the media, visiting with the public a little bit later on today, so we'll have plenty tomorrow on that as we get ready for Neil Brown and the Mountaineers. Chris coming off of a backyard brawl win, so there's a little heat in Morgantown as the Red Raiders make the trip. Man, looking forward to it. It is Big 12 opening week uh, for Texas Tech. Man, thanks for the time, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Absolutely, man. Looking forward to it. Keep hope alive. Conference play is here, folks. That's right. That's right. He's Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube or wherever you got this podcast free and available so you never miss an episode. And we'll see you for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech.